Hey, welcome to Canales Podcast. It's Uriel here, reporting to you guys en vivo y a todo color. We have two very important people in this place. Uh, you guys already listened to one of them, El Salmista. If you can't be any more Christian, like Jose de Jesus, I mean, you gotta be Christian, bro, right? Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Didn't do too bad. They invited me back. <laughs> Acompañado, you know, right next to him, we have, you know, the proclaimed, the people want you, the yes. only, the realtor, the, the best in my books, the best realtor in Minnesota is Crystal. Crystal, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. How are you guys? I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm a little nervous, but it's okay. Um Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you, everyone. For... And that's okay. That's okay to be nervous because, like, we've all been there, right, Chuche? Uh, yes. Yeah, apparently everyone's a pro here, including Chuche, because this is second time here. So, mm -hmm. so it, it, it's good. It's all right. So, <clears throat> before we get started, um, tell us about you. Who are you? Like, what, 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 who are you? Right, tell us, tell us. Chuche well, that's a very complicated question. Uh, So, my name is Diana Cristal Morelos, um, That's right. and a lot of people know me as Crystal, but funny story, a lot of people also know me as Diana, and it, people ask me all the time, okay, what is your name, Crystal, is it Diana, and you know, and so the answer is, it's both of them, you know, Crystal, I was born in Mexico, that's what they call you by your middle name all the time, so My family, friends, everyone knew me as Crystal, and then I came to the United States, and they're like, at school, the teachers are like, Diana, Diana, and I feel weird saying, no, that's not my name, so everyone at school started calling me Diana, and so. So, yeah, I, a uh, funny story, porque I remember when I started working with Nikki Linshad at uh, school in South Center, mm -hmm. like, oh, so you know Diana, and, and at the time, I mean, I knew you as Crystal, because Yasmin and Timber, you know, like, Crystal. Crystal. Um, Dora, Crystal, Dora, yep. Crystal, Dora. And Everyone. I started church. working at the school. Like, who's this? I, yeah, like, you know Diana? <laughs> I was like, Diana. Diana, Princess Diana? Who are you talking about? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned that it was like, oh, that's your middle name, right? Or yeah, name? so Diana is my first name and Crystal is my middle name, so. Yeah. Yeah. And then talking about middle name, bro, like the Jesus, bro, how does that? Man, that's exaltation to God right there, man. <laughs> Come on, that's, somebody. you know. If your middle name isn't the Jesus, then you're doing things wrong. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean that's uh, that's a, another story for another time. But for your third time, my mom had complications being birthed, so she dedicated me to God and oh, come on, Jose de Jesus Morelos. Wow. I always thought that Jesus was like a, a second last name because like yeah, there is people that their last like, name is the Pastor Jesus. Choco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wilfredo de Jesus. Yep. And I was like, damn, that's a cool last yeah, name. I got, I got two, I got, yeah, I got two, uh, two last names too, and like all, all Hispanics and Mexicans, you know. Yeah. De Jesus Morenona. De Jesus is my middle name, but you can just call me JDJ. <laughs> JDJ. JDJ. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> and um, um, a little more info on on JDJ. He's the Rivo Siete lead singer. <laughs> yes, going on. 
two or three years of uh, still trying to figure out music, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the best. He's, he's a really good musician, and he, he can sing. Look up Rebo Siete. You'll find Chuche. Rebo Siete on Spotify, is it? No, it's... I took it off Spotify because I made a whole two cents on it, so I decided to go on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Rebo Siete. You know, my boy Chuche, back when he was in his college... Prime, mm-hmm. yep, and young days, the young single days, days. <laughs> single days, single days. No, 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 we're not single days. <laughs> oh, you messed up. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. I don't remember how long. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, speaking of single, like, how'd you guys met? How, 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 what sparked that? Man, well, wait, 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 hold on. Who made the, the first move? Was it? Man, dude, it was hurt. No, I mean, that was me. I mean, that was that was true. Yeah, I mean, so I've I've known her since she got here for, uh, from uh, from Mexico. Uh, she was twelve. She was, I think we we're like in seventh grade. She went yep. to church because her parents go to the same church, and um, you know, llegó. I remember at school, una trenzuda con you know pelo all the way to the ground, and <laughs> and I'm like, man, who's this little you know. Paisa girl here and no, but I mean, it, I didn't like her up until you know. I don't want to make our love story too long, but like, I mean, like her quinceañera is when I actually noticed. I'm like, hey, I gotta make a move right here. Yeah, man, she's a woman now, man. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was the quinceañera when I first you know started. I uh, started having. Wait, feelings and were you the chambelano no? I was not man she had a bunch of chambelanes man. I she, had 15 she chambelanes. actually had 15 chambelanes and I was the last thought <laughs> I, was, I was an afterthought that's why I was he was only invited because he was part of the church yes really? yeah she <laughs> she did was really your last chambelano no no, no. She, she I wasn't the last one but at a, bro I kid you not I was looking through pictures the, the other day and I'm the only one. I'm all super happy. You know, we took pictures going like in Yeah, I'm all hugging her like this. And, and I'm super happy. And you look at her face and she's mad. I look at the faces of the rest of the people, the rest of the Chambelanes, and she's happy. I'm like, what is your problem? <laughs> I was not mad. I was not mad. Hold on, hold on. So what you're telling me is that the day that was supposed to be her happiest day ever, it was your happiest day ever. Yes. <laughs> I was not having a good time that day. I remember my quinceañera as being a, like a really stressful day and tired day. And, and like standing there for like pictures for like two hours. And I was just like, can we just get this over yeah, with? Yeah. And so I was tired. Sorry, it wasn't you. I, uh, I don't know about that. Because uh, <laughs> after that, I asked you out and you turned me down. I said oh, no. I'm, 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 I'm getting to it, bro, man. She turned me down. <laughs> He's spilling all the tea, I, I guess. Yes. She, I mean, I let out my heart. It's okay. Let all your my feelings. feelings. And. But then yeah. you, you, you bounced back up. No, you came. No, man. I, I, I was depressed. So, suicide. No, so he, okay. So he tells his story in a way where it makes it seem like I'm really bad person. And I made well. me cry and this and that. It wasn't like that. He never showed any, any. I don't know, what would you say? Anything that told me that he liked me. That's how I work, woman. He (laughs) just a very (laughs) quiet person that can come across as kind of like, oh, he's kind of snobby. Yeah, I've I've heard que tengo cara de limón. Yes, and I I remember 
remember being in school, like all of our friends would hang out, and he was always with my brother because they they were friends. You know, you gotta win the, the the brother, man. Become friends, and then you know, get yourself in the he, in the house. And, he you know. was always with my brother, and so he never said anything to me like in a flirting way or I was respectful, a, a cute way respectful. that I would. <laughs> That I would that oh he likes me. So then one day we're sitting in the cafeteria with all of our friends eating and joking and stuff like that. And one of my friends is like, oh my gosh, do you guys know Chuche likes Crystal? And you know what Chuche did? I was like, okay, he got up and left. He walked away. <laughs> and I was like, he does not like me. Like that's not a person. That's the first sign that you know that it's true feeling. Nah. Because no, 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 they put no. me out on the spot like that. That was a secret that I was willing to die with. Slow down, breathe. It's okay. <laughs> In that moment, bro, you walked off, bro. ¿Qué pasó? Yeah. Like, it was what went through your head? Tell it, us. Like, they was just, it embarrassment? It was embarrassment. That's why I left, man. Because it was true. Because it was true, yeah. See? Well, see, I I didn't know. At that moment, I'm like, that's rude. Why would he just walk away? Yeah, when you're in high school, yeah, you, you do. You know? Yeah. And I was like, and so then a, a few weeks or months later, he comes and asks me if I wanted to be his girlfriend. I'm like, this guy has not showed me that he likes me. Why would I want to go out with him? And so I knew him from church, you know, whatever we talked but not like in a boyfriend girlfriend way, and so there was a um, Jasmine's brother mm-hmm. for me. Um, he saw that I said no to Chuche, and he came and talked to me afterwards. And he said, "Hey, Chuche is a really good guy. You need to give him Come a chance. On. Come on, just one chance." And I was like, "No, like he was, you know, whatever." He's like, "Please, just tell me you'll give him one chance." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." I'm like, "But he, I already told him no." So then for me, it's like. I'll talk to him. Don't worry about it. That was a Friday night at youth. I remember so clearly. It was after youth. And so we talked and that's all he said, whatever. And then Monday morning, right before school, he walked up, walked up to me and asked me again if I wanted to be his girlfriend. And I said, yes. We're in 10th. And then I turned her down so she could see how it feels. How it feels to get your heart ripped out of you. Okay. He's just a little excited to be on the the podcast. Um, And was that 10th grade or 11th grade? See, you don't even remember, woman. It was 11th grade. It was September 16th. It was barely the beginning of 11th grade. September 16th on a Monday morning at 8.15. And you were wearing... Okay. A long sleeve sh- shirt with manzanitas on it. Yo, that's love, you know. And then that's after we started dating, he used to call me manzanita all the time. <laughs> yeah, I just. Really yeah. <laughs> but I mean, up until now, she's your manzanita, right? Up until now, I mean, she's lucky she said yes. Because. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. was, yes. that, was that like yes. the best decision? Of her life? That was, I think... Um, That's not your business. Okay. <laughs> no, you didn't let me finish. Yes, that was the best decision. And I can honestly tell you it was God, all of that. Because mm-hmm. I remember the day I had my quinceanera, I made the decision to follow God with all my heart. I remember I made that prayer of, yes, God, I will follow you. And I remember at that time, I was 
young and dumb, you can say that. And I was kind of dating different guys here and there and didn't really mm-hmm. look for anything Date everyone serious. but me. <laughs> didn't really look anything serious. But I remember having a prayer of saying, God, if you have someone for me, you know, help me and guide me or whatever. And here came Chuche. And Little here we Chuche. are. Um, seven. No, 16 years. No, four plus 12. What is that? 16 years later. 16 and a half years later. We, we dated for four years, and then after that, we got married, and we've been married for 12. It's going to be 12 years. So is this, 13 years. So you 13 guys years. married your high school sweetheart? Yes. Dang. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be married for 13 mm-hmm. years because not is going to be 12. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I know, I know in the last episode, we talked a, a lot about, like, when Melody was born. Yeah. You guys, you know, bought your first trailer. Yep. How you almost died on your first trailer. We almost died, yes. Yeah, so that's, guys, that, that was a little scary traumatizing. Times. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then you guys bought your first home. Mm-hmm. You, you sold it, bought the second mm-hmm. one. Making sold money. Sold it, bought the third one, so sold it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. But let's go back a little bit. I know Chucha mentioned that you came... To the U.S. at the age of 14, 15? 12. 12. 12. Almost 12 years old. Do you remember the, the, the like, the process of, like, our, getting here or what? Mexico, <laughs> packing your bags, and your mom's like, hey, we're heading to the U.S.? Yes, I remember my parents came um, two years before I did because my older brother and I stayed in Mexico with my grandma. And my dad and my mom and my youngest brother came together and they were here for two years. And then my dad went back and got my older brother and myself. And I just remember him getting there and saying, we're leaving. And I was like, where and why? And he's like, we're going, you know, your mom is waiting for Mm -hmm. you guys. There's a guy over there that you're going to (laughs) marry. He's the best decision of your life. I guess that's, you know, (laughs) if you put in that perspective, yes. But at that moment, I felt like my whole world was like ending. Everything I knew, everything, everyone I ever known, my best friends and everything. I was saying goodbye to all of that. And I was mad and I was scared, to be honest, um, because if you know anyone that has ever came to the United States illegally, it's not easy. It's not a walk on the park. And so you're risking your life pretty much mm-hmm. to make it here. And so, yeah, it was it was scary. Yeah, I, I remember... I mean, I came at the age of seven, so I was I was younger. Younger. Yep. I have memories that marked me. Yeah. Mm. Like, holy smokes! Like we could have died at this point, you know. Yeah. Like, now, grown up, like dang, like we could have died, you know. Yeah. Or something could have happened to us because I remember it was a group of people in one household, you know, at EIE, like twenty or five, and a couple females, and most of them are men. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the people that are cursing you over, they're not. You know, nice. guys with suits. No, they're not um, nice people. They're and guys with tattoos and they're getting high while they're crushing you over. You know what I mean? It's like, and yeah. they don't care about you. They care about the money. Yeah, as yeah. sad as that sounds, but yeah, I remember the whole process of crossing um, everything. I, I remember every single thing. I am very thankful because I hear so many stories of people dying, people seeing mm-hmm. things, and ours wasn't us bad as a lot of people but it was a little scary we crossed the um what do they call el rio grande Grande. we crossed that Mm, um, el rio bravo Bravo. and like no no no, bravo yeah it is 
See? Yep, it's both, so. no? The, the, yeah. the Rio Grande. And then the, El Rio Bravo. Something like that. I mean, I haven't been there in a long time. I think <laughs> it could be Italy Brava. <laughs> But yeah, I remember crossing and like a huge tire, like, um, and my what? dad, and yeah, and the persons were uh, pushing us and walking for like in the middle of nowhere for a while and stuff like that. So it was scary. Then we came here to little Melrose and um, mm-hmm. there wasn't Girl a lot Smurros. of Hispanic people. It was just a few of them. And the ones that were here were the good looking ones <laughs> were born here and didn't speak Spanish. And I remember getting to school and not liking the food, not understanding mm-hmm. anything at all. And I was like, wow, well, this is this is going to be fun. Um, yeah. He, talk about that, how it was when, you know, having a, a, a classroom full of like, you know, Anglo people. Porque I remember when I first went into school in, in Aurora, mm-hmm. in Illinois. You know, I went into school with kids that talked English mm-hmm. and also knew Spanish. So whenever I didn't understand anything, they would, they be, would hey, help you. Can I say yeah. Oh, okay, fine, I'll do that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you I had worked help. at the school, and I mean, yeah, in SOG, I mean, there's less Hispanic than there than is in Melrose, Melrose now. So yeah. What is it? What was it like? Like, well, yeah, I mean, I can... for me. Oh, wait, no, I was talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, I can, I can literally count how many Hispanics were in our in our school or classroom. And mm-hmm. one of them was me, my brother, who also didn't speak English. You, you didn't really spoke a lot of Spanish. And, um, really? I, yeah. Dude, I, I spoke perfect Spanish. You were I, born here, though, right? He was born yeah, here. Yeah, but I, 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 spoke, I, spoke, I spoke perfect Spanish. I just didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. He... He struggles speaking Spanish and until he yo, married me. Yo hablo muy bien el now you do. Yes, yes. yes now he does. Um, but I remember just literally sitting there and watching the teacher and like, like just like not knowing what he was saying, nothing. Um, at that time, there was no paras like there is now in schools. There was just a ESL teacher. And um, yeah, it took me three years to go from no English to becoming like um Fully, you know, able to do stuff three on my years? three years to comprehend, to pre- uh, comprehend, read and write. Man. Where it took my brother one year. It took, yeah, her brother took one, one year. One year of ESL and he was done. Really? Yeah. Man, it took me like ten years to get out of here. <laughs> <No, boy. laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, <laughs> I think Julian was sleeping during school wow. or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. School is not for everybody. Yeah, but not if everyone. You're in school, do, do good in school. You know. Yeah. Do your homework. Do your uh, assignments, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Listen up, kids. Do your homework. It, it pays off. You know, it, it pays, pays off. off sooner than later. Um, you know, even if it's boring, even if it's not what you want to do, sooner than later, um, you're going to need it for, for something. And so, yeah, it, it just depends on, on what you you like and what you don't like. And my brother loved school and he was good at it. And so for me, it took a little bit longer. But, hey, I made it. So when you were, <laughs> when you were in school, like, you, I mean... The obvious is you were here illegally. Yes. So what was your thought behind that? Like, I'm in this town. Because I remember when, like, I was in high school, I really, you know, they had this program called uh, NJROTC. Okay. Which is like... um, Never heard of it. It's just just like a a program, a military military program where they train you, like, in high school. Oh, yeah, there was something go. here, too. Yeah, I don't remember what that's called. So, so yeah, it's big over there, bro. It's huge. Yeah. No, so I would look at them, and I'll be like, yo, like, I want to be like them, you know? Like, they, yeah. they, 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 they do 
I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Like they do routines where they they're like you know checking their uniform. Yeah, they had something here too. It was like ROTC or oh, RESPCT or something. <laughs> and then they, they would go to like rifle meets, you know, and, like, and yeah. stuff like that. Compete with other schools, you know. There was schools mm. that do like Navy, yeah. uh, NJROTC, and stuff like that. So I was like, dude, like I want to do that, you know. And my thought behind it is like, heck no, if I go there. Is quote unquote military related. They're gonna know I'm like you're illegal, illegal and you're and yeah. I don't want to get deported. What the heck am I gonna do in Mexico? You know. Well, so the yeah. process behind that is like it's it's hard for a seven year old and a twelve year old to twelve year old to you know be like you're in a new country you know it, everything's different but then on top of that you have to add that you're illegal and if you do this and that you can get caught your family can get caught and they can be sent back and what are you going to do if that happens you know so you're always scared you're always afraid you're going to do or say something you're not supposed to and so yes I always had that in the back of my head as well and it, it was you know scary but I, I remember wanting to do better and wanting to do something because I had seen um, what my parents had gone through. I had seen my dad work since he was, you know, so young and worked so hard to to provide for us and to give us a better life. So the, since I was really young, I always knew I wanted to do something to help them and, and to you know, like not work physically until I'm 50, 60 years old. So. Yeah, he, he, well, I mean, then Obama came along into office. Yep, and he yep. did this thing called DACA, right? DACA, yep. So you applied for it right Yep, away, and yeah, I did. And actually, um, a little story before we go into DACA, I graduated high school in 07. I don't think. Um, hey, you're old. I, I am. You guys do the math. <laughs> um, but I, I graduated. My brother and I graduated the same year. We're in the same. My parents put us in the same grade. Um, and we both decided to go to college without papers. And if you have been illegal or if you know someone who has, going to college without papers or without being a resident or a citizen is impos- impossible pretty much. Um, but we did it. We both decided he went to for mechanic and I went for administrative assistant. And my parents worked so hard to help us pay that off our pockets. We didn't get any uh, grants financial. and nothing financial, yeah, so. nothing. We paid out of our pockets. And it took me a lot longer than it should have because it was it like two, three and a half three years. And a half years but or I, a two-year degree, yeah. Yeah, but we both did it. Did it. We both graduated college. Um, and then after I graduated college and married Chuche, um, that's when Obama came in and he gave the DACA. Mm-hmm. And so I remember applying right away. My brothers applied right away and we all got it right away. And that was like, for me, the biggest breakthrough, you can say, because I was able to work legally. I was able to get um Loans. I was able to, you know, do a lot more than I was. I felt kind of free in a way. Like I'm not scared anymore that they're gonna do something and I'm gonna be sent back or whatever. And so, yeah, that was that and, was. And it's it's cool when 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 you applied for DACA because I applied for it too. Yep. And then receiving those documents, it's like I remember the first thing I I did when I got these documents, I was like. I need to go get my driver's license. Yep, yep. You know, I need to drive around and I need to get a new job. Yep, yep. Because like, yeah, where I live, it's like obviously the undocumented people they get paid less yep. than the actual you know pe- people with documents. Yeah, so. yeah. Or you get like the cr- 
crappy jobs yeah, where yeah, no yeah. one wants those jobs. Exactly. So you, you're so right after that, I'm gonna get my license and I'm gonna like start applying somewhere else because the pay yep. is different. Yeah. Yep, I it's get paid more, you know. Yep. Yep. I remember too feeling that same way. And I was already married to Chuche at that point, but, um, kind of like, um, after we got married, he's a US, U.S. citizen and he wanted to apply for me to become a resident. Uh, but for the next two to five years, every lawyer we would meet with would be like, you have no case. If you apply for residency, you will be sent back to Mexico. And we don't, they said you don't have um, enough evidence. You don't have this. And so every lawyer would put that thought in our heads of, you can't do it. You shouldn't do it. And so when DACA came through, I was like, I can do it. Like, you know, I don't, I not to be like, I don't need my husband, but I was like, there's another way. And so we did the DACA and I don't remember how long I had the DACA. I think it was like maybe three years, Two or three years. Yeah. I had DACA and worked. I started working uh, at a bank as a teller. I started working, um, in so many other places that before I was not able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, then after that, you, you apply for me and, mm-hmm. and good to know. It's going on 13 years and she hasn't left me, guys. So, <laughs> so know, it's, it's not just you know for that the papers. My hard work <laughs> from when she was 15 paid off because she's still here. I have kids. Uh, it was for love. And I think I made the right choice. <laughs> it was for love. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know how many years later I not did not, not did only did I get my residency, I'm also a U.S. citizen now. And uh, I, all I can say is all because of God. And I don't think I'm better than anyone else. I think if you're out there listening and you, you're in that same position I was, you can do it. If you work hard, if you, if you give it your all, you will get yeah. to where you want to get. And mm-hmm. so. And so, yeah, you, you did, you did touch a good point. He's thinking, um, College is real expensive. I remember oh, going yes. to community college, bro. Yep, yeah. I did too. <laughs> and paying like for one semester with books and yep. everything, like almost four, six, six thousand dollars. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Oh my I'm God. still paying off my school loans, oh, man. Yeah, and see, I have no. I paid everything when I was there, and I and I was working to pay my rent. I was working to pay school and pay books and everything, and then I was still trying to go to college, and so it, it's. Funny because I went for administrative assistant and I have never used that in my life. But you know, you you live and learn, and so. All right. So now leading to that, you got your administrative assistant, assistant degree, degree, which is a secretary. Just no, a, it's like not a bachelor's. It's no, it's a, a associate's. Associate's. associates. Yeah. Okay. And now you're a, a U.S. Citizen. citizen and resident, and now you're a realtor. How'd you get there? You know, from going to administrative. Assistant, and then you you know you got you, you're a resident now. Yep. And then what sparked that? Okay, like you know what, I'm gonna sell some houses. You know. That was never uh, a thought in my head of I want to never never. It wasn't. I was honestly trying to get this administrative assistant position or job everywhere I could. You know, I remember applying so many places, and I was so excited because you know I was gonna do something with with um 
what I went to school for. And I remember getting all those letters of rejection. You don't have enough experience. You don't have any experience. And that started just bringing me down and down where I'm like, I'm never going to get a job and I'm never going to get that experience I need. And so um, I remember not even doing anything with administrative assistant. I was working at the bank, I believe, at that time as a uh, teller. And so I remember we bought our second house and um, it, it was... Um, the person, the realtor that sold it to us, he had his own company and his younger brother graduated or high school with us. And so we kind of made a connection. Oh, that's your brother. We graduated with him, you know, and stuff like that. And so he helped us buy our house. We bought it. We we're very happy. And then after we closed on our house, he called me and he said, hey, Diana, have you ever thought about being a realtor? And I said, no, why? And he goes, I just think you would be great. You're bilingual. You're, you know, there's, there's no Spanish speaking realtors in the area. And not just in Melrose and like the whole. St. Cloud, Monticello area from like the city's had some, but not from Monticello this way. So, yeah. so, so you guys signed off on the house. Yep. Well, he showed you guys the house. You guys signed we off. We got it. it. Yep. You guys were moving in, whatever. Yep. He called you. Yep. What he called what me? Was he's that like, like, I was like, in a way, was I was like, should have called before so she could have got a license and we could have saved some money. That's what I, I would have been like. No, <laughs> I was like, we could, I could have sold this house. No, but I was like, in a way, I was like, why would I want to be a realtor? Like, that's something I never thought about. I don't know nothing about it. So I was like, ah, well, thank you. I feel very, you know, um, what's the word? grateful that you thought of me you know but I don't think it's for me and I honestly did tell him but then I remember hanging up and like that little um como dicen espinita like being like okay what if you do it like what if you try because he was like all you have to do is 90 hours of classes and try to pass your test and I was like hmm, what if I try? And so I remember talking to Chuch and being like, should I try for it? Like it's, you know, and then I was thinking I don't have money to pay the classes because it was like a thousand dollars for the classes, yeah, I think, I, or so. something like that. And he was like, how about I pay for them and you pay me as soon as you sell your first house? And I was like, what if I, don't, I never sell a first house? And so um, Chuch is like, try it. Like, just go for it. You you don't know what mm-hmm. what will happen. So Chuch what yes. Was, what was what was your mentality like? Because I mean, as a, as a man, sometimes you know the struggles are a struggle. Mm-hmm. Strong man. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, like sometimes, like a man needs the woman to work. You know, to get you know either pay stuff up or just. Yeah, I mean, work. I was like, we need money. You know, or, or give me some money. <laughs> I heard real estate. You know, realty and was that really your thought? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. No, I mean, I said, well, she was just going from job to job. You know, she worked at the hospital, uh, the bank, the the school, and stuff like that. Um, But she had a different, a bunch of different jobs, and she went to school. Try to get an administrative job, but and it didn't. I remember never. applying at the school for administrative assistant, never got it. Like really? the secretaries were leaving, and I was like, "Ooh, if I can get into the school, that would be an amazing job." And so I remember uh, leaving the job from the bank to go work at school as a paraprofessional and a bilingual para, helping students that don't speak English. And honestly, I love that. I I always feel so close to that job because I've been there mm-hmm. and I know what those kids are going through so I was working at that time at school when I got my my realtor license but it I mean it took some time but it was 
was it part time? No, it wasn't part time. It was full time, but it was still not that. You know, back, I mean, they they pay a little bit better now, but back then it wasn't that good. And we're like, I mean, if you get this real estate, you can do it on the side because I mean, it wouldn't be full time; yeah. it would be part time. Uh, you know, being a realtor, I was thinking more like a part time. And um, so she, you know, I, we talked it and I talked it over, and she decided to go take her test and. So it was like a thousand dollars, but then you had to pay for each test attempt. And I took every time I took a test because there's the state and the federal one, mm-hmm. and they're different ones. And every time you don't pass one, you have to pay to take it oh, again. You guys, how many times? Uh, yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, Bruno being the test. Um, I took, I believe, the state one. I passed it right away. Um, yeah, the, first the federal. Time, the federal one. I think I took it three times before I passed it, and I was ready to give up. I was she like, didn't want to take out the third. I'm like, do it one more time. Yeah. It's like it's 250 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was like oh 250 each time they have to time. take the test, and I'm and she's like, one more time. I was like, this is it. If I don't pass, I'm not taking it again. And I remember I passed, and I was like crying because I was like, I couldn't believe. Bro, I was like, eh? I was like, like literally <laughs> just like. <laughs> Yep, and I remember passing my test, I think, like, the beginning of May. So May, you know, is when school is going to end. And I was like, okay, so school is going to end. I can put my full-time real estate thing. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. I, I and, started And we were kind of bummed because, like, for the first two or three months, first not month, one sell. First month. Really? One, or two months. Two months, yeah, it was yeah, long. Yeah, because I remember I got my very first client, you can say, um, early July. Wait, was that the one? That or? was the teacher. That was my English teacher when I came here, and she wanted to buy a farm, a dairy farm. And she called me, and she's like, I know you took your real estate test, and you passed, and oh I, I want to ask you that you help me. That was... I was like, are yeah. you serious? Like, I just felt like sh- someone believes in me, like, you know... Like and yeah, and she she needed that role because <laughs> I, I needed that motivation and that, <laughs> no, that, that, money, that money too because obviously no, we're yeah. getting like guys no like the motivation because two months that I mean Nothing. she talked to a few people but I mean Nothing. no offers no proposals for two months and. I mean, she just needed some I was getting somebody really, to believe in her, yeah. and so that was awesome. So when the English teacher called, teacher was like. I was I, I told him and she like sent me the house she wanted to go look at and I was like oh my gosh it's like a two hundred and fifty thousand house like this is huge you know and so we go and we look at the house and she's like I love it this is what we wanted we you know and I'm like are you serious so I call my boss and I'm like can you please help me because oh I have God. no idea what I'm doing I remember the first Three or four times that, or maybe five times um, that she wrote the contract and the purchase agreements and stuff like that. She didn't know what she was doing. She's like, I, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And she, she called her boss and the boss, her boss would help her out and other, other agents. agents would help her out. Um, but now she's a pro. I mean, she goes through those contracts and sometimes, you know, it's just like, <laughs> 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 at the time, 250 would be a lot, a lot now, probably like 400,000 to 500,000 house because that was back in 2018, 17, yeah, 17. Yeah. And that houses were cheap back yeah, then. Yeah. So I was like 250,000 is a lot. And so I remember thinking in my head. I'm never going to learn how to do this contracts. There's just so much information that you have to fill out. And one of the agents told me, she's like, don't worry. You will, you will memorize these things. And I was like, really? Like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Well, yes, you do. You memorize. Things. I've seen those contracts. And I remember like you mentioned something about like 
Like, you know, just give it a try to see, like... Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And I looked at some flashcards online, and there was, like, some hard, like, <laughs> words. I was like, nah, this is not for me. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it's a scary, a scary career because it's so much, um, you know, legal stuff and so many legal words. And if you do this wrong, you can get in trouble and this and that. So you do have to be very carefully, but it's a very rewarding career. So, so now... You became a realtor and you sold your first house. Mm-hmm. And then... Not many months later, though, because I don't remember what happened where they had to postpone the closing date from like July to like November or December. But they were living at the house. They just couldn't close on it. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, well, thank God you didn't close on it right away. Because at that time, I wasn't getting as much commission because I wasn't, you know. She was new. I was new. And so they don't, your commission ranks from, you know, if the more mm-hmm. houses you sell, whatever. And so... You know, by the end of the year, I think I had sold my, like, five houses, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And he, I think you, at this point, you were, like, on your second home, no? We already had bought our second house, um, and we lived there for two years. Uh, right? Was, yeah, yeah, it was two, two years. years. Just, just exactly two, two years. years. And then I remember, you know, as I started learning more about real estate and making profit and you know, if you buy your house for this much you, and you can make this much money. And so I remember talking to him and being like, why don't we sell our house and try to make money off of it? Like, it's a really nice house. We bought it cheap, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, yeah, why, why don't we try? I said, yeah, I'll list it. I'll do all the paperwork. I don't have to pay anyone. Yeah, yeah. You know, unless someone brings a buyer that it's not me, then I'll have to pay them. Well, it turns out I brought the, the buyer yeah. myself. So I did all the paperwork for them and myself and I ended up. Uh, not paying anything and right. so yeah that's how our buying selling houses kind of started so yeah i forgot to ask yeah cuando um he called you guys about this real you know real estate gig mm-hmm. you know now like everybody is like you i want to get into real estate you know i yep. want to get into real estate at the time when this real you know realtor offer came along was did that picture in your head like yo I can get into this and then buy property and sell property and sell? And the whole buying and selling wasn't as big back then. Mm-hmm. Like n- people weren't doing TikToks or right. you know or YouTube videos about buying and selling, so it wasn't a big thing. And and I remember um, my boss, you know, telling me that he would buy houses and fix them and sell them or rent them, and I was like. That sounds kind of cool, you know, like I I would someday like to do that. But um, yeah, it wasn't really anything that we had planned. So it was just like a side gig? It was just kind of whenever I can, you know, whenever I have uh, my husband is able to watch the kid, our daughter, or I think we had Zoe too. Whenever he can watch them, then I can go and do showings, you know, or whatever. And so for me, it was a little bit more of like, well, I can do paperwork at home, you know, and and stuff. So it was more of the convenience of of making my own hours. Dang! And now moving into the present, you know, you made like three point seven million in commission, right? <laughs> <Not> yeah. <just kidding. laughs> no, not, I wish. Not to say numbers, but I think you're pretty successful. I honestly, you know, my numbers have grown even from last mm-hmm. year. Um, comparing how many houses I have sold and stuff like that, it's only what March, and I I've done so much more than last year. Yeah, I mean, it's been, and honestly, I don't, 
I don't consider her full time. No, because yet I, I mean she's a little bit more than part time or half time. I want to say she she's in that between the uh, full and the part, well, and, yeah. and so she does you know invest a lot of time. But I don't think it's like a full time job because she still has a part time job. And I still work at school mm-hmm. as a par- para with the ESL kids, so I worked out. Job um, part time, and then I'm doing Senor Elote, which you know how much time it takes out of your day, out of your, you know. And so, and not t- on top of that, I'm still doing real estate as showings, much as I, showings, contracts. contracts. And so, it, it's a lot of work, but it, it's it's paying off. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, I think last year alone, gosh, I want to say, how much did I sell? Houses? Yeah, how, what probably- is I wish I had the numbers, but I think I sold. I know the first year you did five and then like 15 the set. No, I mean like how much did I sell worth in houses? Oh, the value of your homes. Um, Was it $2 million? Wow. Something like that, but. I I would think it was worth $2 million. You would say every every year, every year, like the numbers tripled? Yeah, yeah, because even before that, I think I had sold one million in 2020. And so 2021, you know, with COVID and everything, you would have thought, oh, no one wants to buy, no one wants to sell. No, my numbers double. So I, I think I sold like worth of two millions in 2021. And now starting 2022, I feel like I'm already doing more than I was doing 2021. Oh my God, that's crazy. And, so, and- and I think it could be a frustrating thing because when, when you start, it wasn't two months later until you got your first yeah. showing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's like like anything. You have to get your name out there. Yeah. You got to get your name talking around the, the that's, people. That's, that's what I'm getting at right now. Like, yeah. That's what I'm getting from this. Like, You really have to have a really good reputation mm-hmm. You know, for those like who buy a house from you or, or like tell their peers or friends. Their hey, friends. You know, this realtor right here. Top-notch. Yeah, and I think that's how it really, because I, the agents with the company I work with, we've had meetings, and um, they talk a lot about buying leads. So you pay, like, let's say, Realtor.com or Zillow to get people that send them messages, hey, I want to go see this house. So they charge you for buying those people off. Well, I can tell you I have never bought a lead because I get... People looking for houses from previous buyers, previous sellers, their brothers, their sisters, their uncles, whatever. They'll their like, dogs, yeah. <laughs> not their dogs, but <laughs> people will come in and be like, you help my sister buy a house. Can you help me? Or this and that. Just because I feel like if you love your job and you do a good job, people will tell everyone they know. Wait, so you're telling me when I look at a house at Zillow, the little bubble with the face of Ajo? They pay, pay for that? people pay to be there. I don't you know. pay, yeah, you pay lots, lots of money. Lots of money. I would, I would think the person who listed it gets the privilege of you know contact me because I listed. It. No, Mm-mm. so actually somebody is paying, paying good money, money to, be there. to be there. Yeah, wow. and people buy by area by city. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times, one person will buy Melrose and they get every person that you know whoever's in that area. Yeah. That contact sale or realtor, whatever they're using, but I can tell you, I have never used any of those leads Man. or anything. So, the grace of God, I, I call favorite. Yeah. Yes, I mean, we, I'm, we I'm she thankful. does do some advertising, and stuff I do. like that. Um, you know, a lot of just printing out papers and posting them Taking everywhere. Them but the, she, yeah. the biggest one that we've done 
is the billboard billboard Bi- that was billboards this is my second one i think oh yeah it they ain't cheap man <laughs> there uh, a lot of people are like i saw your billboard i'm like good because i paid a lot of money for your, for you to see it so and i yeah i've gotten a lot of people call me or whatever because of the billboards too yeah, so maybe the next step should be rebel siete on billboard <laughs> man <laughs> yeah the reunion of rebel siete yeah. 30 years later no i'm kidding 30 years later <laughs> belly gut one of our close friends was moving out of her house yep and i sent you guys a picture oh yeah and i that was the og rebo siete bro. <laughs> it was you on the guitar i think <laughs> we had the salmistas diana aka crystal dora was there too good night you know maybe a, a special sunday service for just being <laughs> i know man <laughs> A 20 anniversary reunion. <laughs> so now moving into like the present, ahorita, what's the market like? What is it like? Is, it's is crazy. It, it's crazy. It's crazy the in last a way. Year and a half, two it, years. Yeah, because with COVID, so if if you bought a house in the last year or so, you know that interest dropped so low, like Why history low. Because they want people to buy, they want people to spend money, you know, and so the interest were super low. Um, I remember people getting interest rates at 2.9%, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's like so low. And um, then they start going up a little bit and more and more. And now they're like, I believe in the 3.7, 4 point something. They're starting you know? to go up. They're starting to go up. So a lot of people are saying, oh, the market is going to crash. You know, this is going to, I'm like, I don't know. I see it as, as soon as the house comes on the market, there's five offers. There's four offers. And that's the problem with the market right now. There's no houses for sale. Every time a house comes on the market, everyone wants it. So they go by so fast. Yeah. So we need sellers. I remember when we first moved out here, you know, you guys rented us the basement mm-hmm. of yep. your house. And then we moved into moving, you know, buying this house. Yeah. And in that moment, it was what, two years ago? Three years uh, ago? Two years ago. In March, like mm-hmm. this this month. E- I remember, you know, we were putting like offers 10 grand less than oh, asking, you know. Oh, and yeah. that was the complete opposite. People were putting 10 grand more, more. than asking. Yep. And, yeah, and that's the crazy thing. Like I, I'm like, what? Yep, I I hear like you know it's the market of the sellers. Like you know, sellers are it's time to sell this and that. But then I also heard a lot of people say, well, if I sell my house, I have to buy a house. So how is that gonna work? I'm like, yes, that's well. I mean, what do you think? Would you recommend that? Like selling your house because you might get double from what you pay for and then buying something smaller i mean build or build we we built and it was cheaper than buying what we wanted what the 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 style and all the specific stuff we wanted was cheaper building it than looking for it that's true porque you know you could either build a new house that could Mm -hmm. be equivalent to a house that was built in like 1960 yeah Mm -hmm. you know yeah because a lot of houses are really old so i mean you're gonna have to put in time and work or whatever but i always say it it's a good time to buy no matter what because you're investing mm-hmm. um if you were like oh well i rather wait until the market is gonna crash i rather wait until the prices go lower well you're still paying rent wherever you are so you're not investing your money mm-hmm. and if you buy a house you can you can resell it later you don't have to stay with that house you know mm-hmm. so i think it's always a good time to buy yeah that, that was a that was a mentality i had when i first moved out here yep i told the admin 
and you know like I don't want to rent an apartment at an apartment complex. Yeah, because you're just wasting it, your money. It's just I'm gonna be paying the same thing as a mortgage. No. So if we're gonna move out there for several mm-hmm. years, we might as well buy a house. Yeah. And yeah. By the time we leave, we'll sell it. We're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna lose anything. You lived no. for free or whatever, even if you don't make money off of it. Yeah. You you know, and so yeah, it's it's always a good. A good time to buy, I think. So when you when when you are want to buy, what's one of the things you look look for? Like honestly, a lot of people that I work with look into like the big things on a house, the roof, the windows, the the siding, um, you know, furnace. How what's the condition of those things? Because if you think about it, roof can be ten thousand dollars. You know, windows another ten thousand. Yeah, whatever. Try not to focus in on. The small things the like painting, cosmetic things, flooring, flooring, painting, know, because those things you can even do them the way you want. Mm-hmm. And so I always, a lot of people are like, well, you know, can you help me find something that is going to have good windows, good roof and stuff like that. And so, and even if they have everything you want, except like the roof is older, well, it's one thing out of all of those. You know what I mean? But yeah, a lot of people look for those big things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember our house. <laughs> Your house. <laughs> yes. What do you call it? The, the AKA the dirty house. Dirty house. Dirty house. That agree. was a dirty house, yes. I agree. We I think it was like beginning stages of my freaking out time. I remember I was like with YouTube, COVID. Yeah. Yep. YouTube and I was like freaking out that there was this virus. Yep. And China down. and it was coming. I remember you going every morning to work and being like, ah, did you see the news? The COVID or the coronavirus is coming. And I was like, nah. Yeah, whatever. Yo, yo, we're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, it's like (laughs) might as well enjoy life because we're all gonna die. No, yeah, it was it was scary times, honestly. And I don't and and I I don't forget the conversation we had through the phone when we were supposed to sign on. When when they told us that you know, are we gonna back out or are we gonna go forward? Forward with this, yeah. And, and you wanted to back out so badly, I like told Yasmin, I, I told you, let's I, lose that thousand dollars we gave. I, I'd rather lose those, t- like whatever money we gave out, than to you know like go foreclosure, ruin yeah. my you know my history on my credit, yeah. and then, you know other lenders not letting me money because of this <laughs> foreclosure. I'm like, let's just lose it, screw it. Yeah. Like, how am I gonna pay for this house? You know, this pandemic is coming. Like, yeah, it was a scary time to buy. Honestly, I think a lot of people were like, "What am I gonna do?" A lot of people were getting laid off, or with the um, shutdown of the government, a lot of people were even um, not working. I remember um, us, we were the realtors were considered essential workers, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "How are we essential? Like, people are you know buying or selling? Like, this is crazy." Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think the interest thing drove people to buy and sell. Would you say that the pandemic, that that first year, was the prime of buying houses? No, not for what I saw. Also, the last half of 2020. The last last half of 2020. I think it's when people went like, okay, you know, uh, the interest is so low. We still want to buy it. And like what I heard is a lot of agents were doing like virtual showings Mm -hmm. uh, because yeah, it was a scary time and, uh, and, you know, you don't want to risk it. And so a lot of people were looking at it through video or whatever. And so, yeah. yeah so uh, so I don't know how how is it where our listeners are at. You know, yep, like yep. How is, how is the, the market, market right now? Pero aquí where we're at, you pretty much have to be pre-approved. 
Yep. So when the house comes, boom, put in an offer. You're right? ready to you make an offer. You have to be ready because a lot of times people, and, and she's had people in the past where, you know, they're not pre-approved. They're like, hey, let's go look at this house. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then it takes them like another month to <laughs> months to get approved. And like, can we can we put an offer? Oh, sorry, that thing's old. So, so yeah. when, you, when 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 we hear this pre-approved, what is it like? Um, it means you have to talk to a lender, so a bank, um, and kind of they go review your credit score. They review your income, how much you make. They review your debt, how much do you owe, you know. And based on all those things, they review your bank statements, how much money do you have for a down credit payment. Score. Yeah, and just all of these things that the lender is going to look at and say, okay, well, this person makes... A hundred thousand a year, you know, and their their rent that they're paying, their car payment, their whatever is this much. So they have this much left to to make a payment. They have a, a percentage yeah. that you have to go by. Yeah, uh, it's how called much you can debt to or debt ratio or something yeah, like, like that. So certain percentage of your annual income Common. has to be for your mortgage or your rent. Your housing, and also if your credit score is good. Um, if you don't have a credit score or you never had credit, then they can help you build that credit, you know, or just different stuff. Every state has different rules, every lender has different rules, and there's also different loans as well, um, you know, that you can qualify depending on all those things. So now that we're in loans, like, you know, there's government loans out there. Yep. Or, I mean, there's government grants out there. Yep, they, yep. They, you know, that the government is there to, like, yo, we have this money. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, you guys can use it if you qualify. Now, yeah. these loans or grants, are they just, like, in one state? Or is it, like, the whole nation can take advantage of these loans? Or My understanding is that every state has their grants. Have like, um, state grants. Like, and then state grants. Federal. And then there's federal ones. I work with a few lenders that do the Minnesota grants, and they give you... Um, they help you with the down payment. And a lot of times you have to pay those back, and a lot of times you don't. Just depends on your situation. Every person is different. Um, I also talked to a lender that said that um, every year the government gets a specific amount of money to give to home buyers, and there's specific requirements that you have to meet. But if you, you qualify, then you get, let's say, the, the one I've been promoting a lot is 22000 and so, I mean, who doesn't want 22000 for a down payment? Mm -hmm. And why not try, you know? Mm -hmm. And I believe, um, so every every person should talk to their lenders. 22 for 22 of your minutes, that's what I call it. <laughs> and so every person should talk if they have a lender, you know, um, talk to them, ask them, what grant options do I have? Do I qualify for this? And even if you have DACA, like I remember a year or two years ago, DACA holders or people with DACA could only get uh, conventional loans, which is like um, not a government loan, and then they're not. You only give like five, five to ten percent down payment. But now, the last few months, I've talked to lenders that, that say, "Oh no, DACA holders can get FHA." You know, like mm -hmm. you, um, FHA is a three point five percent down mm -hmm. payment, and it's a government loan. So. Always talk to your lenders and ask them, you know, I'm a DACA holder. What can you get me with that? Is there like a website where that you might know of or... No, okay, I know, I know, I know some lenders that are just like, ah, whatever, I'm just trying to get a quick sell. Yeah, yeah. You know, just get it gets out of the way, you know, but maybe, you know... It's, you it's know? called as the... Call Vienna. <laughs> call me and I'll do no. If she you're in will Minnesota... hook you up. No, no, for real, but honestly, 
as a realtor, she does way more than your typical real, real, realtor does. Like, I mean, I work with I, my buyers and the lenders to get like, them pre-approved. Yeah, I mean, like making sure that they're pre-approved and this and that, and mostly, yeah, they, they're Spanish. You know, I'm not Espanol. They don't they don't talk English. English, and so she helps them. But most of that work, your typical realtor doesn't do doesn't that. You know, they just like, okay, make sure you're pre-approved. Go do your own your own you know banking Bank stuff. stuff. Come back, and we'll get you your house. Yeah, and and that's a good thing because like you know options, you get options, yeah. and you can give those options to you know your my yeah. And when I started, there was no lenders that spoke Spanish. So I had to, like, when my buyers would come and they didn't speak English, I would have to translate every single step of the way for them. Now I, I do f I work with a few different lenders that speak Spanish. So it's a lot easier. You know, they can um, contact them directly and stuff like that. But the reason why I do this is when we bought our um, very, very first house, not when I became a realtor, even before that, I remember the realtor didn't tell us anything at all. Just said, sign here, sign here. You know, really? we spoke English. We we kind of knew what we were doing, but at the same time, we're like, we had no idea how mm -hmm. that worked. Or like the house inspection, nothing. nothing like, so I don't want people to feel like that. I want to help them in every way that, you know, they feel like, okay, she did everything. Yeah, and not to be like biased because you're a friend, but <laughs> you, you, you do, you really do. Do a good job. Oh, I remember, you. you know, we had like questions with the house. Like, yep. What does that even mean? Yep. What is that? And, and you try to get the answer for that. You know? Yeah. And that's something good, you know? Yeah. Porque I'm sure there's realtors out there like, well, are you going to buy or not? If not, don't <laughs> You want it or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you the money. <laughs> no, I, I've heard a lot of uh, lenders or even people that come to me and said, well, I was trying to work with this, um, not lender, um, realtor, and they didn't tell me how things work. They didn't tell me what to do. And so I want to do the best I can to help people feel comfortable when they're buying or selling a house. And so that's what I'm here for. Yeah. I remember, um, my dad was like looking for a house at the time when he was going to buy a house. Yep. He, I remember this lender. I clearly remember she was frustrated because you know, my, you know, yeah. you know Hispanics, like, Hispanic yep. people are like, not picky, but they really want the perfect yeah. one if they're going to spend the buck. Mm -hmm. What is that you saying? Bu buena, bonita y barata? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember we were looking at houses. He put me, you know, like we want something yeah. cheap, but something nice. Yeah. You know? and, and I remember this lender was fed up with my dad. Oh. He le dijo like, well, I don't know. I don't know what you want. Like, wow. These are all the houses I showed you and I, I just don't know what you yeah. want. Like, wow. The realtor? Uh -huh. Oh my gosh. And then my dad like, I was like, well, if, She's gonna be like this. I'm not. Why Go work with it? Yeah, you know? yeah. And you know, he looked for another person. He, yeah. Till he till he found his his house. Okay. But see, mm -hmm. I remember. You know, some realtors just do it for okay. I need the money. Yeah, like I just need. I just, want, I just want to make money right yeah. away. And so, they don't. And they don't even really care about the person. They're just like, as long as we get this done and I get the money, then we're good. Or whatever, you know. And and no, like I said, I've had a lot of referrals from people I help. So that tells me I they're happy with the work or the way I did things. And you know, I'm just grateful. And just a uh, little note thing that I want to say that a lot of people don't know, and and I can say it enough is even if you don't have 
papers, you know, if you're not here legally, there is something where you can buy a house with an ITIN number. And an ITIN number is a number you get to do your taxes, to report your taxes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they used to many, many years um, ago say, don't use your ITIN number for anything just to do your taxes. Well, now in the last two to three years, um, you can use your ITIN number to get loans, to get credit cards, open a bank account. And if you use that ITIN number, within six months, you have a credit score on that IT number. And there are specific lenders that give loans or mortgages with an IT number. I work with people that have an IT number. There is a lot more requirements, like a 20% down. Um, the interest is higher, you know, here in Minnesota. I don't know if it's in the whole United States, but I just want to say, you know, if you have an IT number and you want to buy a house, you can do it. Indiana at centralminnesotarealty.com. I'm more than than happy to answer any questions, even if they don't live in the state of Minnesota. You know, it doesn't hurt to. I just want people to get information. And I know you're you're starting to become real active on Instagram. Yep. And I know you put like polls and questions and. It's really good to interact with people, you know, and just spend, you know, I, I know it takes a few minutes of your time to answer those questions, but yeah. it's 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 a, it's a place for them to start you know, yeah. and, and, you know, get the mm-hmm. process started. Yeah, and I'm more than happy to answer any questions, even if they don't live here or they're not going to use me, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to, to help someone. So. And so how old do you have to like be to buy a house, like? Um, 18 years old is the youngest you can. So, so the legal age yeah. be 18? Yeah, because uh, a lot of kids under 18 don't have a two-year work history, and that's one of the things they require. So um, like Noe, he was, I, was he 19? 19. 19. He was 19, but he had started working at, at a grocery store since he was like 16. Mm-hmm. So he had that two-year history. history, and then I believe he started his credit cards like really young, so he had that credit score and, and all of that so he was able he's one of the youngest buyers i ever had so, so. you would would you like an advice would be if you're young and even if you're not oh, thinking yeah. of buying a house in the near like one year one year two years like start building your credit oh yeah that's the probably the biggest thing because people get older and they're like i don't have credit like you know and it's like you could have opened a credit card for five hundred dollars two years ago and by now you would have perfect credit score you know what i mean and use it once a month and pay it off right away don't use a lot of it i, I would say put gas one time fill it up with a hundred dollars and pay it off at the end of the month and mm-hmm. you do that and in a year you have a credit score yeah someone i know like so daughter yep they go hey you know i'm gonna take out a credit card on your name on your social oh, because yeah. i want to start building your credit card your, yep. your credit, credit score. score and so like he manages that card to just buy gas come up with yeah. gas pay it off yep. gas, and that helps you know them the build that credit, build score. Mm-hmm. credit score and with the way gas is right now you <laughs> can easily credit. max that out <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't max it out. They don't like they don't like it when you max it out. But yeah, use it once a month and pay it off right away. And like I said, have that two year work history. So it's yeah, it's possible. Dang. Yeah. what is it like, Walter? Man, I don't know, man. It's find yourself a successful <laughs> sugar mama that can take care of you. Um, is my advice, guys. Uh, you know, but, I mean, okay. no, 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 I'm playing, playing, playing. <laughs> I was gonna say, I am a managed IT service engineer. 
dang something. What do you do? What is that? I don't even know, and I've been married to him for 13 years. And you sit down. What do you do? I don't know what you do. Honestly, I. It's called clocking in at eight. It's called it's called being in nerd. Yes. No, it's not really being nerd. I mean, it's it's just no. technology, man, and and networks and computers and servers Internet. and. So now, kind of sidetracking a little bit, you know, like you're into like this um, crypto <laughs> crypto game. No, no, you're you're like a technician in your and own little world. Just kidding. You're a realtor. You're a Arvik technician. Yeah. Well, that's that's, a, that's what I know you as. Right? <laughs> I just know him so, as a yeah, IT person. That's so, what okay, I know. Let's call it that. You're an IT person and that you're works. a realtor. Now, why Senor Elote? Why? Because why that's this? where dreams are made. That's what Senor dreams are made of. Elote. So, like, realty and IT wasn't a dream. It was like Senor Elote. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I've always loved technology. Yeah. Maybe that's why I landed in that field. You've but. been at that job for 10 years. Like, he's been doing that for 10 years. And he, he found that he loved it and stuff like that. But um, also looking at a screen eight hours a day is not your dream job. You know what I mean? And for me, I love um, being a realtor. I love helping people. and But it's just not always... Uh, Secure or for sure thing, you know. We, There's the, so many transactions just, that at the last moment, bro, they can fall through. Like I'm, I'm, I'm already planning what I'm gonna spend this money. On. <laughs> and then they fall through, and, and he's. I already, I already went and bought like a twenty fur coats and Amazon. You know, <laughs> I had a list on Amazon that was like you know five hundred bucks, and all of a sudden it's like uh, it fell through. It fell okay, through. clear, clear, clear. Or no, safer later. Safer safe later. <laughs> so a real and being a realtor is not a for sure thing and to be honest we always just loved eating at like those snack places like mm-hmm. we would go to st paul or minneapolis for anything like any whatever we needed yeah, we, to and we would have that's to like stop. two hours away yep. from where we're at so and we would have to stop and get our mangonadas get our elotes you know and so i remember one time talking about it by ourselves and we wanted to do it and we talked to the owners of that place and they yeah. were like yeah you need like one hundred fifty thousand to be a friend Chais of, of the Michoacana. And so we're like, where are we getting 150000 from? And so it, it just wasn't a thing that we're like, we can do it, you know? And then you guys came, you guys moved with us, and we're just sitting in the living room all the time and talk about it. Like, what if we do this? What if, oh, and, and then we all agree that we love those snacks, and we're like, why not do it? Someone's going to do it sooner than later, so why can't it be us? Yeah. So there you go. That's that, how. That's what I tell my peeps. Like, yeah, I'm like, yo, you know, every single time I go to Chicago, it's like, agarro un... Un elote en vaso, I yep. yeah. just enjoy it. Yep. It's yep. so good. Mangonadas también. Yep. I'm like, like, I gotta have this because, like, yeah. yeah, like, there's nothing. <laughs> and there's no time, you know, there's no time for me to drive to Minneapolis yeah. and come yeah. back. Like, it has to be a weekend and it yeah. has to be a whole day thing. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're driving literally two hours away. It's four hours, two hours there and two uh-huh. hours back. That's four hours that's already. Only half a day. Like, and so, yeah, and yeah, that's, I agree. And now it's like we, in Melrose, there's so many Hispanics that we started seeing people like be like, yes, we need something like that. Yes, we need something like that. Yeah. So here we are. I don't, I don't like, um, 
I don't know if you guys are feeling the pressure, but I am. Yeah. A lot of people are like telling me at work, like, oh, yeah. so you have this snack shop? I'm like, yes, I do. How is the building coming? Are you guys opening soon? And yeah. I'm like, all the messages yeah. we get on Facebook of what are your hours? When are you going to be open? And we're like, oh, we're trying, but just the health department is a whole no. nother yeah, level. Well, and the getting- health department, the, the whole planning, yeah. the whole the whole uh, architect the plumber the building design and it's it's a whole process and it's not a one day thing it's not a one week I mean, thing so yeah i mean i wish we could just you know just set up where we're at and start selling but yeah. i mean you can't there's all these rules, regulations. It's, sometimes it's, it's dominant, you know? It gets you down. You're like, oh my gosh. We're never going to do this, it. You know, this is, why do we do this sometimes? But yeah. at, at the same time, in my thought process is like, we're the pioneers for the next people, you know, especially like Hispanics mm-hmm. that want to open a, a restaurant. A restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because other people that I know that they have restaurants, they, they don't want to say nothing. Yeah. Oh, you figure it out. You, you, you do it you by yourself. Do it. You yeah. Figure it out, you know? So I feel like once we get this going, then we could, you know, inform people. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you know, you want to get into that. You make sure you do this first. You make sure you do that first. You know, because yeah. we're going through it, you know? Yeah. We know what it is like to not know anything and, and still try mm-hmm. trying to do it. And I remember it was like that for the food truck. Like we we're getting down of that like, was- we're never going to be a, a, an actual business. They're never going to approve us. And we we're getting really like sad. And then it, we worked really hard. We made it happen. We saw how people reacted to everything. And so that gave us the motivation to go to the next mm-hmm. thing. And so, yeah. And now we have a building. So yep. I feel like we're, we're more than halfway there. Yeah. We're closer to doing it and getting it done than when we were yeah. two years ago where we were just sitting in our living room dreaming about it. And, and I tell my brother, I tell my parents, I'm like, it's just crazy that even the thought when we were going to buy the food truck, oh, like, yeah. it was a big step at the moment. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's like. How are we going to do this, you know? Like, it was crazy to think that, you know, I mean, it, it, people think, oh, a food truck is small, you mm-hmm. know. But no, it was a lot of money and it, it took a lot of work. Even after we bought it, we still had to do stuff to it. So it wasn't just a a, a one thing to do and we were of, done. Yeah, it was a lot of mistakes and a lot of stuff you learn. And So when you say Si Señor Elote becomes successful, would it be the end of IT? Would it be the end of realty or is that like something you honestly I, I love working at Señor Elote like the times we've had events and we've done them I enjoy being there like the time goes by so fast and the next thing you're like oh it's time to close or whatever and I enjoy talking to people and people being like this is the best thing I ever had you know so I enjoyed that but at the same time my dream would be for Señor Elote to have employees mm-hmm. and us being able to enjoy and do other mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah, it, I mean, I agree. I, 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 if it becomes successful enough, and enough that we can have people there, we can you know invest that time elsewhere and just keep on expanding, expanding or even just you know being able to do more things with let's say our kids or vacation or you know not not being so like oh we have to work five days a week and 12 hours a day you know just being able to enjoy those little things yeah and that's something i tell my brother like if other people can like i can too yeah you know I'm like, screw it, here's two, two grand on Sheba, you know, like, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know 
if that's how it works, but you know, I've never been a, a I don't know, a risk taker on those whole. What are the coins or what do you guys call them? The crypto coins. Oh my crypto. goodness, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but if it works, go for it. If you make all those millions, just don't forget your I friends mean, <laughs> from Senor Elote. The other day, we invested like 300, right? Uh, no, it was like 500. <laughs> I don't know where you got that money from. No, all right, all right. Just, just to wrap it up, um, you know, we always like to end it with one, you know, one nugget. One <laughs> Uh, like one, what does that mean? Good no. chicken nugget. <laughs> like a golden nugget. You know, a like, whole chicken or what? No, just like what a good. What's a good advice you could give to the listeners? You know, and that goes for you too, Chuchel. Like, uh-huh. What's a good advice that you would give them in regards to like realty? You know, or, or buying a house and stuff like that. So. Are you guys ready for my advice? Yeah, because go you guys for it. Better be ready for my knowledge. You do for me. Okay, <laughs> he wants to think about it. Um, I it's it's a big question. What I would say is, don't ever think it's something too much for you. Don't. E- I remember having that mentality of if I buy a house and then la- later I can't give the payments or later I want something different. Like, I'm going to be stuck with the house. That's not the way it works. If you ever buy a house and for some reason you have to sell it or you want to sell it in a year or two years, you can do that. It's it's okay. It's You're able to do that. Mm-hmm. So don't ever feel like if I buy a house, I'm going to have to live there until I die. Mm-hmm. You know? No. So. Dream big. Well, that, that was mine. I mean, you oh. took it. No, <laughs> but. Yeah, we th- great minds think alike. Yes, all the time. <laughs> Is it, what's your advice? Get, get, get a sugar bowl? About, yeah, no, about about the house, about real estate, about <laughs> life. About anything, I mean, just, love. just anything. And, and advice to our listeners, bro. What's, what's, something, what's something that you learned, you know, through life? Something you want to share with everyone. I mean, just do it. Just do That's it. my advice right there. Just do it. I'm not, you know, not taking Nike's uh, slogan here, but just do it. Just do it. Just go for it. My two principles that I most of the time like to follow is <laughs> like others others may, I may not. You know, mm-hmm. others may do something, but I may not. I'm not going to do it. And if others can, I can too. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Man, that's some wisdom there, man. It's like, it's like, it's know, like holy wisdom right there, man. And honestly, you know, I know you asked for one, but I'm going to give you two. Just kidding. Um, this, one, I, this one's free. It's yes. Freebie. If you are where I was, you know, if you came here illegally, if you just have DACA or whatever it is, there is no dream too big for you like you can do it and that's what DACA was called dreamers you know because I feel like it was all this generation of young kids that came here I thought it was uh, deferred action of childhood arrival. well but they were called the dreamers <laughs> <laughs> they were called the dreamers because it was all this generation that had dreams and wanted to do stuff I and I couldn't they couldn't so you know don't don't think any dream is too big for you you can do it and so and i can honestly say i am living the american dream and i know not everyone gets to do that mm-hmm. so i am blessed i'm thankful i'm grateful mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah yo I, i'm Orta que he's the dreamers <laughs> like, it's not it's not something i don't like yeah but it's just something como que digo like it kind of gets people stuck in a bubble you know mm-hmm. they're, they're just dreaming you yeah know? like they're never gonna to, do like let your dreams become a reality because yeah. i know there's some people that are like they don't have papers and they're running like carpet 
business. Yeah. Like, how They're the successful. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Or they have like five, seven houses that they rent to people. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and without yeah, having Don't let papers. that mentality get yeah. you. Yeah. yeah so don't be dreamers. Be awakers. Yeah. Don't awake. Like, no, wait. Yeah. You know, it goes back to if others can, I can too. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, coming from a generation, you know, that has millions of dollars, no. thousands of dollars, you know. You could be the first generation of your family and be to a billionaire like Chuche. Breakthrough, you know? yeah. You can yeah. be billionaire the- on dreams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's possible. It's possible. You, you can know? be the first generation that graduated high school. You can be the first generation that started your own business. You can be, you know, just think about how you can be the first generation of many yeah. things. So, he, 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 something that I think Amber gets expired on yep. is like Jeff Bezos. Mm. He started from his garage. Yeah. You know, he started straight from his garage and now he's one of the richest persons in the world, you know, so. Yeah. Go start in your garage. <laughs> Go we'll see what you can do. And, mm-hmm. and if you guys don't have a garage, I have one. I'll rent it out. <laughs> I'll rent it out. <laughs> if you live nearby. I'll take, I'll take 50% of your <laughs> No, but yes. Right. Well, that wraps up. And well, this is uh, Jose de Jesus Morelos. Yeah, Jose de Jesus Chuche Morelos. Look me up. Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. I mean, not Spotify. Uh, Twitter. You too. We'll tag you guys. We'll tag you guys on the yep. post, and yep. we'll tag your realty page. Yes. So, if you guys have any questions in regards to how to get your first house, how do you have to be? What government loans? Yep. Uh, what lenders? You know, uh, she knows about, or or anything about mm-hmm. real estate. You know, contact her. She's willing yep. to help, and yes, she'll plug you in. Yep. And yeah, I mean that that wraps it up. So. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for for having us today. We really had a good time. Awesome. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys. You can follow us on um, Instagram at at Carnales Podcast. We also started a YouTube where we haven't been uploading, but you can listen to us on Spotify, Mm -hmm. iTunes, and other streaming platforms. So we'll see you guys later. Bye. See ya.